And welcome back to another edition of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Dallin Thoma, Mr. Take That, Take That, Take That himself, Mr. Energy himself, Thoma Taylor. It's another beautiful day here in South Florida. You know, before we get started with anything, it's about 80 degrees down here. Yes, folks, it's December 20th, it's 8 o'clock at night. And it's just about 80 degrees down here. We got a whole lineup for us today. I mean, we got the catch now catch. We get to talk about the Bengals. Man, we get to talk about a couple of legends in the game. A couple of these owners. And a quarterback that did a whole lot better than you may have realized. But you know what I say, regardless of the time, take that, take that, take that, and regardless of the weather, hello, you play to win the game. It's always a good time to talk some sports. So, let's start talking woo back at it like a sports fanatic once again you are listening to the number one podcast in tamarack florida do not forget that self-proclaimed 100 percent. but honestly like you can catch this anywhere <laughs> we have a good we have a really good we have a really 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 good bunch of stories today like, like have you been paying attention in the sports world this week like that's how i want to know have you been paying attention in the sports world this week because if you have then you know let's just get right to it you have the ESPN's president the skipper his name is I think it's John Skipper or something like that resigning as ESPN president because of a substance addiction. That's about all we're going to go into there. We're going to let that one sit there. We're going to let that one breathe. We're going to let that man breathe and let him go do his thing because he has done a bunch of things. And listen, I'm not going to lie. More than anything else, like, I love the program that's on ESPN personally. I have no issues with it. Like, they give me shows like Jalen and Jacoby and, you know, they Stephen A. They took away my mic and mic, but I get Jalen and Jacoby. Like they're quickly becoming my probably my favorite tele like my favorite show and podcast on the airways outside of like Han and Humpty like those guys are, are freaking hilarious like I could listen to them all day long but you know they gave me stuff like that and they keep Alan Han around you know what I mean Poppy's there you know Dan Levitar that whole entire crew so you know let that man get fixed ESPN will continue to go about their ways and hopefully one day you guys will hear this podcast there but moving on to other things you know. First of all, first of all, first, first. As talking about people stepping down, we also have the Panthers owner having to all stating that he is going to be selling the team at the end of this year because 
it has come out that plain and simple, like that's not as mixed that's not mixed, mixed words here. He's a racist and he's a sexist. And he's had to settle a couple of times, about four times, within the last God knows how many years. But very recently some of them very recently based based off of his actions and interactions and ongoings. So at the end of this year he has decided that he was gonna sell this team. Which which I find weird because let's get into this a little bit, right? Right? Let's stay exactly where we're at. We're going to charge right into this one. We're not just going to gloss over it. So, he wants to sell this team. A team that he bought for just about $16 million. So, he's found out to be a racist and a sexist. He's 80 something years old. He basically wants to retire anyway. This has been his this has been one of his cash cows, basically his plaything. And what's gonna happen? It's gonna go for three Billy. Yes, folks, that's what it'll be. His this team is probably gonna sell for three billion dollars. Danger zone. And the most incredible part about it, right? I actually said the most incredible part about it. On the flip side of it, so he's he's gonna get rewarded for being an asshole, right? And being a dickhead for all of these years and making people completely uncomfortable, acting the rubbish feet, showing up, you know what I mean? They they pop up into, into his office and he's sitting there naked, you know. He he him making people having to shave their legs because he the people for to see him smooth and shaving legs, you know those those those, those kind of things that is that just makes people uncomfortable and make them like ah uh, make them always consider. I know the, the the pay is great, but this guy's an asshole and he harasses me every fucking day. Like you have to put yourself in, the, in like a, a lot of it sounds harmless, right? But you have to always put yourself in the minds of the victim here and how they're constantly having to feel how it adds extra stress and extra pressures to them in an environment where they shouldn't be feeling those kind of stresses and pressures. That should be free of that. The only place they should be sexually harassed is at home. And that should be and that should be willing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so with the news that he's gonna sell the team. Puff Daddy, yes, P. Diddy, Puff Daddy Combs, Sean Combs, came out and said that he wants in. He wants, you know, it's it's your it's your time. You know, you guys got fat while we all starved to death. You know, like even though you know they're not gonna let him just take you know get away with stealing their money, like humps. It's 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 somebody else's time, and the fact that Puff Daddy put in for the bid is interesting, right? Because I just told you it's gonna go for three billion. Right? That's three billion. At the most, let's say at the most liquid, Puff Daddy may be able to put up five hundred thousand. Then who does he get to come in there with him? You're not gonna get Russell Simmons. Russell Simmons is going under his own other rape allegations right now. So he's not gonna be able to get be able to buy in. I'm not sure if Jay-Z and Beyonce can buy in because Jay-Z owns Rock Nation, which is a sports agency. And they made him sign they made him sell his shares in the Brooklyn Nets because of the fact that he owns these shares. Because he owns this agency. So he may not be able to. But maybe let's say Beyonce is able to buy into it. So let's say that's another five hundred million. I asked one of my homegirls. I asked one of my homegirls this question, like quite simple, like who in the Spanish community that you, that you know can confront five hundred million dollars? And she's like, I don't know. So we're gonna sit back and say, I don't know. George Lopez, maybe, maybe, maybe is the only name that really comes to my mind. To be honest with you. 
And, I, and, and once again, I'm going with the theme of, of a minority conglomerate, right? So now you have to you have to really start scouring. You have to really start looking. Who who are you talking about? Oprah? Nick? I don't know how much Nick Cannon is worth. Like Nick Cannon will be somebody I I would maybe think has some kind of money stored away. Maybe Spike Lee. I don't. I'm not sure how Spike is looking. I'm not sure if he's been doing the right thing this whole entire time. You know what I mean? But he looks like he can he can possibly put into it. Or it could just be the shoes. But he looks like he can. So, I, like I said, I've been really trying to wrap my head around it. Like, because all you'll need, really, is six. So, are there six minorities, African-American, you know, Spanish, even in the Asian community, that can throw together $500,000 to say, hey... Let's go ahead and get. Let's go ahead and buy this. And I, and I, I don't know. There's a bunch more, like in actually the corporate world. But I'm, I'm talking about just from an entertainment standpoint. Will Smith, maybe. As as we keep trying to put names together, because maybe maybe some people maybe you can get maybe maybe you don't have to get six. Maybe you could get twelve, and maybe and maybe now you're only talking about a quarter of a million dollars each. And and I'm pretty and I know for a fact there are enough entertainers out there that can put up a quarter of a million dollars. Even, even Stephen Curry wants a piece of it. So, there's enough interest. It's just, can you get enough people that can really put together shares? And listen, I'm gonna say a name. I'm gonna put a name out there that I'll hate to put out there because I just don't. I'm, the, I'm just not a fan of anything about this guy. But speaking of the Spanish community, excuse me, Alex Rodriguez. We just saw Derek Jeter buy a baseball team. How better way to trump? For lack of a better word, oh god, like this guy just even makes that terminology sound like shit coming out of your mouth. Ah, see, see what happens there. But what better way to trump Derek Jeter? Has he just bought a baseball team and to go out and buy a, a football team? To be a major player in a football team or equal player in a football team? Throw up 500K. Just saying. So it's possible. It's possible to get between six and 15 people involved that's putting up anywhere between 500,000 to 250,000. And they can come up with the $3 billion that's necessary to buy this team. So think about that. This Puff Daddy has put in his bid. Master P, maybe. Not quite sure how much guap he's sitting on these days. So think about it. Who out there out of these guys can buy this team? But let's move on. First of all, first of all, first things first. An NBA legend was honored the other night by the name of Kobe Bean Bryant. And Kobe Bean Bryant managed to not get one jersey, but both of his jerseys. He had two jerseys in L.A., a number 8 and a number 24. He managed to get both of them retired up in the Raptors. And not for nothing. If you know anything about Kobe or this guy and how he works, Kobe Bryant is probably an epitome of 24-8, of that saying. You know, because 
he did put in 24 hours a day, 8 days a week. That was Kobe Bryant. He never stopped working and constantly kept on trying to hone his craft and get better. So, congratulations to that, to that, to that mamba, to that man, to that, to that boy, to that, to that black mamba, as he gets the numbers twenty-four and eight, retired in the L.A. Lakers Staples Center Raptors as Michael, as Michael, as Magic Johnson. Honors him, beams him, crowns him, entitles him as the greatest Laker that ever played the game. We're going to go to a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to get into that NFL Week 15, talk about Week 16, these fantasy football matchups, and a whole lot more. That and more on the My Sports Podcast right here on MyTRadio.net. The ultimate in adult entertainment has arrived, and the place to experience it is at the all-new and improved The Body Club. The Body Club. Formerly Club Secrets at 11340 Biscayne Boulevard. Seven days a week, we keep it popping. And we are back. Woo! To the Mighty Sports Podcast. So... If you watched football this past week, you definitely were entertained. Very, very entertained. You may have been disappointed. You may have been felt a little misled. But more than anything, all in all, you should have been entertained. There were a lot of games out there. There were a lot of statement games. There were a lot of t- games where people came kicking in the door. Because they realized what was at stake. So Denver, so Denver held off Indiana twenty-five to thirteen at home. Detroit beat Chicago twenty to ten. Kansas City Chiefs won a very much-needed game so that they can continue to hold on to their playoff spots, to their playoff hopes, as they beat. In a head-to-head game. In a game that they needed to win in a head-to-head game. Because this game was going to determine who was going to make it into the playoffs. Who was going to determine the number one spot in their division. We had the LA Chargers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. LA Chargers lost that game 13-30. And in cunt fashion, cunt did his thing. Kareem Hunt, that is. K-Hunt. That's how I see his name. Can't. Can't. He can't. Hunt. 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 I kind of talk fast, so you may not catch all of it. Can't. Right. So he went off, and, and and he did exactly what he normally does. This what he's normally done this whole entire year, for the majority portion of this year. Take out a couple of trick plays. Take out all the gimmicks. Just kind of run the ball. Kind of catch the ball. Eat up yards, and be productive. Philadelphia went into New York and took on the Giants. And again, that was a lot closer than most people thought. But maybe but maybe it wasn't... Maybe people weren't looking correctly or wasn't analyzing it correctly. 
And not saying that I don't think most people didn't think that the, that the Philadelphia Eagles weren't going to be able to beat the New York Giants, but it's the Philadelphia Eagles without their star quarterback all of a sudden. You have to remember now, Carson Wentz is no longer is no longer starting in this game because he injured his leg. So now you have Nick Foles as a starting quarterback going up against the New York Giants and the Eli Manning team. That's still Eli Manning and the Eli Manning that still wants to prove that there's something that he can still do in this league. Eli Manning is still putting on an audition at this stage in his career more than anybody else because there are folks right now that believe, and I am one of them, that Eli Manning may not be a starting quarterback anymore. Eli Manning is officially Golden Gate. Eli Manning is officially called, yeah, you could call him Brooklyn. He's a bridge for another quarterback to start coming in place. There's going to be a lot of quarterback movement around. Just like there was like about six GM and six head coach, like six head GM and head coach spots available. There are going to be about six, six starting quarterbacks moved around this year. It's picture Eli Manning, picture Kirk Cousins, picture Alex Smith. Picture Jameis Winston. There's a lot of things that can happen. Cincinnati goes into Minnesota and lose badly as Cincinnati as Minnesota continues to show everybody on their field. And every time I, I I I second guess or even really just second guess. I don't I don't even have to go against them. I could just second guess Minnesota. Minnesota has continued to remind us this year why they're a dominant team and why they should be honestly considered a football fav um a um a Super Bowl favorite. The quarterback right now has nothing to do with it. The Wide receivers have to do like they have two of the best. They have one of the best wide receiver tandems in the league right now between Diggs and Thielen. Their defense is, is one of the top five best, you know, top five defenses in the league right now. They're still finding ways to put yards on the ground at times, but man, it really doesn't matter who you put in it. They're getting short fields and they're and they're being productive and they're making sure that they put up points on the other end of the, on the other end of the board. Which and you see it here, thirty-five to seven over Cincinnati versus a Cincinnati team that you can see is struggling. Cincinnati team that it may be time to blow up. Listen, I remember I talk about people that are on the hot seat. Andy Dalton may be one of them. Not quite sure what's going on over there anymore. Those boys ain't looking, ain't, aren't looking the same. And we know that's a tough division with Baltimore in there, with Pittsburgh in there. It's a tough division. But when you have a guy like AJ Green on your team and a guy that they call the Red Rocket, you should expect them to do a lot more than what they're doing because Baltimore is still in the playoff hunt. Why aren't you? And if you follow me on Twitter and you follow these polls that I put out consistently, then you know that my most recent poll asks one simple question. It's really about how I feel about Baltimore these days. It's how I feel about Baltimore ever since Ever since Ray Lewis left. But even a little before then. Ever since Joe Flacco was paid. And my question is. Joe Flacco was a thief. Because ever since that man got paid. He has not produced. It's, it almost looks like he's trying to punish the whole entire franchise. For ever second guessing him that one year. And not want to give him serious money. And then they were forced to pay him. And now he's like. Yeah see you should have gave me that money that was good. I really should have took that money it was worth before. Or you had me priced properly before. Because this is really. Because the what you was giving me before. Is even worth more than what I am now. But 
Minnesota goes to the Cincinnati and they win 34 to 7. But Baltimore took, takes care of their business and they win 27 to 10 over Cleveland. Who well, Cleveland is still struggling to win games, but it's Cleveland. I, I'm not quite sure what process they're pulling up over there, but it's a process. I'm not sure if I can trust it, but it's a process. Arizona falls to Washington at home 15 to 20. Green Bay, which is a really good game. Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers goes into Carolina. The Carolina Panthers, are, I remind you, that are going to be sold at the end of the year because their owner is racist and sexist. Green Bay loses to Carolina, 24 to 31, and it's kind of fitting that the team that the team that they lost to was Carolina, because I'm going to give you a nice, big, fat, juicy tidbit for that ass. Aaron Rodgers, coming back from a broken collarbone in his first game in it's about seven, eight weeks, still not healthy. So we're going to consider him still injured. Played better than 24 other quarterbacks in the league last week. Let me say that again. Aaron Rodgers came back after not playing for two months. After still basically being injured. And only in that game, just so he can hopefully win and keep his play and keep his team's playoff hopes alive. Which means that he would have played next week again if he won this week. He would have played again next week injured. And while injured and not playing a game in the last eight weeks, two months. He played better than 24 other quarterbacks in the league. And I say it's fitting that he lost to Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers because Cam Newton happened to be one of the only seven quarterbacks that played better than him. And there are a couple of quarterbacks out, out in that list that's kind of fugazi. I'm not even going to count them. Like Brick Bortles and, Mick, and, and, and Foles and Eli Manning. I'm not going to count those guys. Jameis Winston's and Oswalas and the Taylors. Like, I'm not going to count those guys. Those guys, eh. You know, like, we, we all know. We all know. But let me tell you the guys that I am going to mention that he did better than. He did better than Joe Flacco. The thief, Joe Flacco. He did better than Kanan. The quarterback over in Minnesota that has, that has very slowly crept his way into MVP talkings. It's that defense, bro. He did better than Jay Cutler, Philip Rivers, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, who was in the Super Bowl last year. Russell Wilson, who was in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. He did better than Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, Matthew Stafford, and Tom Brady coming back from injury. So, if there was ever any doubt in your mind at times... That Aaron Rodgers isn't as good as people claim him to be or people say that he is. It, there it goes right there. Coming back from injury. Better than the Tom Brady's, the Drew Breeses, the Kirk Cousins, the Dak Prescott's, the Phillip Rivers, the Matthew Stafford's, all of these names. Better than all of them. Ben Roethlisberger, the thief Joe Flacco, the thief Joe Flacco, the thief 
Joe Flacco. So, as you can conclude, Carolina did win that game 31-34. Giants lost against New Orleans 31-19. Miami went, to, went up to Buffalo and lost that game 16-24 to help Buffalo keep their playoff hopes alive as they are now 8-6 and six and sitting in the, wild, the last wildcard spot in the AFC. Houston went into Jacksonville and got roasted, toasted, and smoked. 45-7. And two teams that I'm kind of looking at almost like they're the same team right now. Like, I don't even know how I'm getting these two teams confused. But for some reason, like, I am just looking at these two teams like they are almost parallel, almost identical. Like, they are very confusable to me. And maybe because they've been in the same category for so many years. But look at that. They're, but right now, they still they still look like they're in the same category. And they're even doing the same things. Because just as because just as Jacksonville beat Houston 45-7, to the LA Rams beat Seattle 42-7. to The LA Rams... Beat the Seattle Seahawks 42 to 7. That team, that Russell Wilson, that defense that has it is completely banged up. But they'll be coming around the mountain when they come. They'll be coming around the mountain when they come. Man, these boys are coming. And you cannot then keep denying them for any longer. They are here. And Seattle's look like they're going to take a year off for the playoffs. Going to get, get help. Going to try and get healthy early. And get ready for next year and start looking if they can find some players that are young and hungry and cheap. And maybe get rid of some of these other big names so they can start rebuilding in some other key areas. Because Russell Wilson, we know he, his cardio is world class. And we know... He has more wheels than Vegas has deals. But that boy can't keep running from his life like he's Ricky in the alley. He can't. Something's got to give. Tennessee lost a close game to San Francisco 23-25 to as Jimmy Garoppolo continues to win games in San Francisco. And like I said, as San Francisco may not be playing for much, they are showing a lot coming towards the end of this season under the helm of Jimmy Garoppolo as their new starting quarterback as that team managed to get him away from the New England Patriots. That is impressive. As the New England Patriots also in the news for some other-ish. Have you heard? The bird is the word. Not really. But, more importantly than anything else. I'm kind of surprised that this game wasn't flexed. New England versus Pittsburgh. I'm surprised that that game wasn't flexed into the Sunday night, Monday, Sunday night game. Sorry, Sunday night football game. We're going to talk about it like it was. Dallas went into Oakland and, and pulled out a victory 20-17, to which is impressive for them because they also, with a win, managed to keep their playoff hopes alive as they get back their star-running quarterback, Ezekiel Elliott, next week off of suspensions for him being a complete bonehead and sexually harassing a woman. Let's not forget, he's not suspended for no reason. He's suspended because he's sexually, sorry, sexually harassed, sexually assaulted. He assaulted, sorry, he assaulted a woman. Let's, let's let's put this back. Let's reel it back in. He assaulted a woman. So that's why Ezekiel Elliott was suspended. Let's not make it seem like he's not suspended for anything. Let's not put that under light. There are reasons why he's suspended, and that is his reason. But he comes back next week, and his team is in prime position that if they can manage to do their job and just win 
games at the end of this season, they, the Dallas Cowboys can possibly find themselves in the playoffs and, can, what can I say, probably under one of the most scrutinized roller coaster up and down, teeter-tottering year that you can imagine. It's going to make for a great story. And we all know that Jerry Jones, that's really what he cares about is a story and his players. That's a story for another player. Yes, I think that Jerry Jones, even even when he's being a complete dick, he's, there's one thing that he shows is that he is 100% loyal to his players, even when he's pushing his own agenda. So the New England Patriots took on the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh in a game that was decided by three points, a, not, a, a field goal not taken, an interception that shouldn't have happened, and a broken leg that may cost the team more than just one game. We're going to get into that when we come back from that, from this commercial break. Let me put you on a game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then head to Multivest Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. Games cost money. Buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting in. Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games. Not just all your popular next-gen titles, but also all your favorite old-school titles and systems. Starting as early as Atari and Nintendo, to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. And yes, that does include PlayStation, GameCubes, and Xboxes in between. They've been family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue, Nurses Registry Plaza. That's conveniently located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida, 33169. Believe it or not, just five minutes from Sunlight Stadium, 790 the ticket, and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multivest Games, where you save more so you can play more. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. If you're still listening, I thank you. That means you are listening either on the airway live right now on mytradio.net or you're doing the re-air through one of the many sources, the webpage, the radio station, mytradio.net, the webpage, mytsports.net. You could be going to TuneIn Radio where you can find it on the mytradio. You can find it on the Radio as well. You can download it from the MixLR app under mytradio as well multiple of places don't worry we're gonna keep expanding and growing this thing hopefully like i said pretty soon we couldn't do last week's audio last week's actually was a complete mess we're gonna get ourselves on 24 7 miami also we gotta try, we gotta try to work out this whole sound not soundcloud but i music thing i'm a jigger one of those things you know i'm not gonna say i'm the complete most i savvy word person out there but we're going to get somewhere. Hopefully we're going to get further than the Pittsburgh Steelers did against the New England Patriots. Because they just continue to lose against them game after game after game after game. Especially in the games that seems to matter the most. And even though they put up a valiant effort. New England Patriots did exactly what New England Patriots usually do. They 
made you turn the ball over. They capitalized off of your mistakes. They played their perfect game. They stayed, they stayed true to what they do. They did their job, and they let you act out of character. And the very first time that the Pittsburgh Steelers acted out of character was on the last play of the game, and the game and the ball was intercepted, and the game was over. But before we get there, can I just say one thing? It was a catch. So moving on to week 16 of the NFL. Right? We have, like, that's it. I'm not going in anymore into that. That was a touchdown. So now moving on to this week in the NFL, we have more team, more teams, more games, and more playoff implications. First up, we have the we have the Oakland Raiders taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm gonna assume the Philadelphia Eagles are gonna continue to win at home and and continue to write that path directly into playoff contention or into the Super Bowl. Hopefully, Super Bowl contention. That's really what they're going for. Baltimore should be able to take care of business at home against Indiana, as Indiana sucks, and that's all you need to know about that. Minnesota and Green Bay are gonna face off, and with Green Bay being beaten, battered, and improved, and Minnesota having something to prove, I'm gonna assume that Minnesota is gonna go into Green Bay and start. Grading a couple of cheeseheads. L.A. Rams going to Tennessee to take on Marcus Mariota and the Titans. And the L.A. Rams are probably going to run through the Titans, cut them off at the leg, and make those guys feel a little bit short. I am picking the L.A. Rams to beat Tennessee. Buffalo is going to go into New England. And listen, this isn't snow weather. This isn't Buffalo. This isn't whole Canada. Oh, Canada. So I'm going to expect New England to do their job. And their job is generally to beat up on the AFC East. So I am going to pick New England to win this game up against Buffalo. Chicago and Cleveland, they both of them kind of suck. But you know what? One of them has to win. And the better winner of games this season because at least they have an identity. At least they know what they're going to do. At least we know that Jordan Howard is going to get that ball somewhere between 18 plus times. And he's going to keep running that ball downhill. Chugga, 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 chugga. And he's going to hit that line. And he's going to see Charlie coming up on his left. And he's going to run through him. Chugga, 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 chugga. Chugga, 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 chugga. And there's gonna be some explosions. And somebody's gonna lose a leg. Oh my god! But he's gonna keep running. Chugga, 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 chugga. Chugga, 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 chugga. And they're basically run into the end zone and run themselves into a victory. I have Chicago over Cleveland. Next, you know, we have the high flying L and New Orleans Saints versus the high flying. Atlanta Hawks. And really, really what we're picking against is which one do we think is going to fly higher? Saint or a Hawk? And listen, birds may go to the sky, but Saints, yeah, we kind of know where they float to. So I'm going to pick the Saints to pick to, to pick apart Atlanta in New Orleans. Only because New Atlanta has had their own personal struggles. Atlanta isn't looking like the team that, 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 that was in the playoffs last year. And we do know the kind of parody that the NFL has. The NFL has that kind of parody that says at least five teams that made it into the playoffs last year will not make it. And as of right now, we're looking at teams like Seattle and Atlanta being amongst those five. So, I'm going to assume that New Orleans is good because New Orleans also been on, a, been, been on the street. They have Thomas rolling. They have Kamara rolling. Drew Brees is looking stud-ish. And that defense is once again looking like they are getting paid extra to make stops. I am picking New Orleans too. And also, 
Atlanta just isn't getting that ball to Julio Jones the way you think that he should be. I'm sorry. I thought if you had a Julio Jones on your team, he was this kind of player that even when he's not open, he's open. Well, you keep he keeps avoiding him like he's not open. For real, for real. This Detroit is gonna go into Cincinnati to take on the Bengals, and due, due to the fact that Cincinnati is just all kinds of dysfunctional. Head coach is finally gonna resign after next year. Gonna look, gonna look towards better opportunity. And listen, with the new, if there's a new coach coming in. Who said he wants Andy Dalton? Like, let's not forget about that. So I'm gonna I'm pick Detroit to go into Cincinnati to, and pull off a victory. Detroit is also a team that is trying to continue their playoff hopes. So they have a little bit more to play for. I said right now on the cusp, the three teams on the cusp in the NFC happen to be the Detroit Lions, the Seattle Seahawks, and the Dallas Cowboys. All with a record of eight and six. All, all respectively chasing somebody different in their own division. Next up, we have Tampa Bay going into Carolina. And James Winston may have had a good game. And James Winston may have a couple of good games here and there. But you know what? James Winston just it is, isn't pulling pulling together enough good games to make me feel comfort, confident about him. As much as and and we're gonna talk, we're gonna continue to talk about confidence. I don't talk about. I don't feel. I don't feel like the level of confidence I don't feel in James Winston. Is about the amount of confidence that Cam Newton plays with. And if you haven't heard, let me explain to you what I'm talking about. Going up against Green Bay last week, Cam Newton walked up to the line of scrimmage to call a play. When he called the play, on the other side of the ball was Clay. Yes, he called the play and you know what Clay Matthew said? He said, oh, it's that wheel route. Because Clay Matthews being a, being a study of film and a person that, that pays, you know, that, that is responsible for where people are lined up on, on defense at times, he recognized the play and he wanted to call him out. So as he calls it out saying, hey, it's, that's that wheel route, Cam Newton goes, says, oh, you've been watching film, huh? <laughs> so he tells him to watch this. Cam Newton takes three lackadaisical steps backwards and launches the ball downfield touchdown. It wasn't that wheel rock. <laughs> so that the kind of confidence that, that kind of confidence that Cam Newton has, I have the complete opposite confidence in Jameis Winston as of right now. And I had the kind of, and I had that kind of confidence in him at the beginning of the season. I did, I really did. I wholeheartedly wanted to believe in Jabez Wisdom, but he has turned me down on every step of the way. He has stolen away from me the fact that I can believe in him the way that he stole those crab legs from that supermarket. But he's going up against Cam Newton, and who knows? He put up a good game last week. Right At one point in time, I believe he was 16 for 18 when it came to passing and completions. So he may show up in Carolina. It's just the fact that even when he shows up, even when he balls out, it is not enough. And yes, I know you didn't hear me talk about it last week, but Atlanta did beat Tampa Bay by a field goal. On a field on a on a field goal that was also missed, by the way, fifty-five yard field goal that went wide left. So even going far, even for more far left, we have the Miami Dolphins taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. 
in Kansas City. Miami's going to do some traveling to St. Louis. I'm sorry, to Missouri. And they're going to take a loss. As Miami is also one of those teams that are considered to be in the playoff contention. And that's really very slim. Because really what's gonna, what, what they're considering is the fact that they can possibly catch a team like Tennessee or Buffalo, maybe, if Buffalo loses out all their games, Baltimore loses, the Las Vegas Raiders lose, and also the LA Chargers lose. Keep losing. Like, that's the kind of hope that Miami needs. So let's just get, let's just put Miami out of there. Just like we're going to put Las Vegas out of there. The, the, the Las Vegas Raiders are not in the playoff hunt. It, it's really down to the LA Chargers and the Baltimore Ravens as the two teams that are in the hunt that aren't in the playoffs right now. Even, even in those wild spots in the AFC. Those are the two teams that are in the hunt. You have Baltimore and the Chargers with Baltimore Ravens with an eight and six record. You have the LA Chargers with a seven and seven record. And then we said we already talked about the NFC as they have Detroit, Seattle, and Dallas all sitting at a record in eight and six. So Miami, Miami goes into Kansas City, and I'm expecting Kansas City to pull out a victory there. Denver's going to go into Washington, and Denver has been impressive. I don't know if Denver's defense is for real. I don't know what Denver can do. I don't know what Washington can do. Nothing about any of these two teams make any kind of sense to me whatsoever. So, should I go off the home team? No, I'm going with the way team. I'm going with the better defense here. The New York Jets are going to lose to the San Diego Chargers. I know that's blasphemous. I shouldn't say stuff like that, but it's going to happen. Jacksonville Jaguars are going to go into San Francisco and put a licking on those boys. And then Seattle is going to go into Dallas. And they're going to hopefully try to stop Ezekiel Elliott and continue to fight for their playoff hopes. But I don't believe them with that defense of theirs. I don't believe Seattle with that effort of theirs. I don't believe Seattle with that offensive line of theirs. But, as Kevin Garnett once said, anything's possible. So I have Seattle beating Dallas. In Dallas. I have New York Giants taking, um, taking on the Arizona Cardinals and losing to the Arizona Cardinals. Pittsburgh is going to go into Houston and pick up a much-needed victory without the likes of Antonio Brown as he recovers from a partial five tier. Because that loss meant for the Pittsburgh Steelers last week that they... That the New England Patriots and them both hold the record of eleven and three, but New England Patriots hold that tie holds the tiebreaker. So unless New England Patriots lose a game somewhere between now and the end of the season, and the Pittsburgh Steelers are able to win one more than them and etch and etch them out, then the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to remain in the number two spot. And even if they make it all the way to the AFC Championship game with things remaining as they are, they would have known that they blown they blew an opportunity to. To host the AFC Championship game against the New England Patriots and have and give themselves a better opportunity to try to win that game. As like I said, New England Patriots and the Pittsburgh Steelers right now are both sitting in the position of getting the bye week with a record of eleven and three, followed by Jacksonville, who has a record of ten and four, followed by the Kansas City Chiefs with a record of eight and six, Tennessee Titans a record of eight and six, and the Buffalo Bills also with a record of eight and six. So as it stands right now, Jack, so Jacksonville will take on Buffalo, Kansas City will take on Tennessee. And things will move on from there. And the uh, NFC, 
you have the two teams that are pushing for the bye right now as the Philadelphia Eagles with a record of 12-2 and two, and the Minnesota Vikings with a record of 11-3. The LA Rams sit... And LA Rams, New Orleans Saints, and the Carolina Panthers all sit with a record of 10 and 4. And then trail them, all of them, by with the Atlanta Hawks with a record of, sorry, Atlanta Falcons with a record of 9 and 5. And just in case you did not catch that, yes, folks, that is the New Orleans Saints, the Carolina Panthers, and the Atlanta Falcons, all from the same division, all fighting for a playoff spot, all with better than 9 wins for the season already. That's what's been going on in that division. So if you're a guy like James Winston and you're facing these guys at least six times, you're looking like, I got six possible L's on my record. And that's basically what he did. He looks like he has no clue where he needs to go to at times. But you know what? Luckily for James Winston, or luckily for you, you're not James Winston. Luckily for you, you have me. To let you know that if you're ever stuck trying to figure out where to go on a Friday, stop worrying, stop thinking, do what I do. Head down to Capone's nightclub in downtown Fort Lauderdale. This is where I find my boy, my friend, me, Armano, me, Bredgen, my Ken Syrian Bredgen. DJ Scepter, Bixen in the lounge room. And you, do and you know why you find them? You find them so you can start dancing and start drinking. I understand. Some of you may be a little bit shy. You may need a little bit of grandpa's special sauce to loosen up. Go ahead and loosen up. So start drinking so you can start dancing. Regardless of what you do, you make sure you do this with DJ Scepter. This is every Friday from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Ladies, you bring your sexy. Fellas, you bring your sag. It's going down at Capone's. But wait, there's more. Trying to figure out what to do tonight? Wednesday night? Yes, right now. You'll find DJ Scepter mixing at O'Malley's. Actually, in a couple of minutes, 34 minutes from now to be exact. That's from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. DJ Scepter, believe it or not, if you're still in doubt, he's playing everywhere that you want to be. Birthdays, weddings, bar mitzvahs, bar mitzvahs, kids in there, bachelor, bachelor parties, office parties, Christmas parties, proms, homecomings. It does not matter. DJ Scepter puts a royal touch on everything. And for reservations, simply go to bookings at djscepter.com. That is B-O-O-K-I-N-G-S at djscepter.com.
And we are back. This is still the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, Alan Tomah Taylor, Mr. Energy himself. If you're still listening, I'm still thanking you because you're still listening on either MightySports.net, MightyRadio.net, Mixilaw, TuneIn Radio, or one of the many platforms I have provided so that we can share this together. And talking about sharing, we are actually in the season of sharing and caring and giving and one of the things that i love at this time of year more than anything else is the nba christmas games right because first things first probably it's probably the fact that i love the com- i've been i've been falling in love with the commercials the commercials have been hilarious for me to watch. Watching John Wall break the ankles of Gingerbread Man, call himself a wizard in front of Santa, uh, <laughs> Swaggy P asking for a clean block, a block on LeBron, forty-three points, a triple double, and for him to be taken to space. You know what I mean? Bradley Beal saying that he does, he's not gonna wear a T-shirt that says "Oops." All of that is hilarious to me. More, even more than anything, is that Ben Simmons receiving the present and it, it being a unicorn from the NBA. But unfortunately. The Latvian unicorn is not going to be, be is not going to be playing in this year's Christmas games because of an injury that he that he sustained a couple of a couple of games ago playing basketball, obviously. So the NBA Christmas lineup goes as follow: We have the Cavs and the Golden State Warriors. Cavs taking on the Golden State Warriors in Golden State to lead. The whole entire evening. They they have the noon games. Oh, is that, is that noon? Is that noon? Is that noon? That may not be noon. I'm sorry. They are not leading off the games that night. New York Knicks are leading off the night. <laughs> I was in the right path anyway. Look at that. Right, New York Knicks taking on Philadelphia. The Philadelphia 76ers. And unfortunately, we're not going to be able to see Christoph Porzingis playing this game due to the injury that he sustained last week. Also, unfortunately, we not be able to see Joel Embiid in a take on this game as he is also sustaining some back spasms that is keeping him on a day-to-day basis. Second game following in that match in that lineup is now finally the Spurs game. I mean, the Cavs, the Golden State game taking on the Cavs. Cavs taking on Golden State Warriors. That game is at fifteen hundred. That is that is three o'clock for people that don't understand regular time. <laughs> but it's fifty uh, world time, I should say. So that's fifteen hundred hours that the the Cavs, the Cavs are going to take on the Golden State Warriors. They're going to find the Golden State. They're going to try to take them on. That game is also going to possibly be missing Stephen Curry as he is still recovering from an ankle sprain that he had in a game a couple of weeks ago. So this is two games that are gonna that are gonna be lack that are gonna be missing a couple of their stars. As we already know that Isaiah Thomas is still Isaiah Thomas, and Isaiah Thomas may who knows when he's gonna be recovering and, may, and be able to come back for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Next up, we have the Washington Wizards taking on the Boston Celtics, and I didn't chat, but I don't know if John Wall has, been, has come back yet from his injuries. I haven't been able to watch a, catch a couple of Washington games. I, I think that he's been back because I didn't hear anything about him still being injured. And I'm assuming that if he was still injured, I would have heard about that more than I would have heard about him being back. But one place that we don't have to worry about injuries at all, I don't even have to speculate about it, 
Now there's a game that follows at 2100 hours. That's 8 o'clock, people. Is the Houston Rockets take on Oklahoma City Thunder? Oklahoma City Thunder that's basically still sitting as, as the worst team in their division, right? But at least they had 500 basketball, which is at least good enough to get them into the playoffs. Because we told you there are only six teams in the West last week. We told you that, we told you this last week. If you were paying attention, or if you remember, that basically. The East had about 10 teams above 500, and the West had about 6 teams above 500. Which means that if you were one of those 6 teams that are above 500 in the West, you are basically guaranteeing yourself to make into the playoffs. And with a record of 15 and 15, that's what the Oklahoma City has finally done. Moving themselves into the 7th spot into the Western Conference. Or 6th spot, I believe they are, at, at this point in time. I mean, it didn't help them when they, take, when they took on the New York Knicks, but that's a, story, that's a story for a different moment. We're still talking about Christmas here and the gift of Oklahoma City versus Houston Rockets. And really it's the ghost of the Houston Rockets because we get Kamala Anthony's old coach. We get we get we get two we get one half of the banana boat brothers. You understand? We get PG thirteen, we get Mr. Triple Double himself, we get CP three, and we get the bearded one all in one game. Oh yeah, did I mention we also have the ball stop of Camilla Anthony? Yeah, I'm taking shots at Camilla Anthony now. I'm starting to realize that something has to give in Oklahoma City. Listen, either Camilla Anthony has to considerably be less and make that be verbal to his teammates, or Russell Wilson, sorry, Russell Westbrook has to do what I've been trying to say that he needs to do, and he needs to be more. Russell Westbrook thinks that he, because he has these two guys, that he does not need to be Mr. 30 Mr. Mr. 30, 10, and 10, and he is far from mistaken. Because he has this, these guys, he's, he needs to be 30, 10, and 10. Because that's the only way you become unstoppable, is if people fear that on any given night, you still won't stop. You still will, will go above the mountain top and give you give your team 30, 10, and 10. While Camilla Anthony is able to sit out there and be, and be Olympic mellow and just be a sniper. While Paul George happens to be the guy that, that, that takes his man off the dribble and gets to the rim and draws the foul and draws the contact. And also takes on the best offensive assignment on the other end of the ball because he's also the best defender that they have for wing players. Whew. Like, that's what needs to happen there. But that's not what's happening. And because that won't happen in New Orleans, then... I'm sorry, because that won't happen in Oklahoma City, Houston is going to go in there, and Houston is going to win, I, I believe at this point in time, they'll be sitting somewhere close to almost 20 straight wins, folks. They're sitting about 16 right now. I'm assuming they actually, let's go, let's go meet more like 18 than 19. But like I said, they're going to be close, because pff, since Chris Paul has come back, they are undefeated. And that's scary, that this team is clicking that well. Eric Gordon... Chris Paul, the bearded one. Now I have I I have an issue with probably how they're gonna look sometimes on defense, but they've picked up some other defensive players. Like I said, and it's only when I'm talking about those three guys in the lineup because Eric Gordon, James Harden, and Chris Paul lacks something on defense when you talk about regularly conventionally sized guards. Meaning that your point guard is still going to be like 6'4", which means that your shooting guard is going to be 6'5", 6'6", 6'7", which means that your small forward is going to be anywhere between 6'8", and above. That team has problems because the tallest person out of all of those three is James Harden at 6'5". The biggest person out of all those three is James Harden at 6'5". If they go with a small lineup and, and LeBron James decided he wants to play small forward, James Harden isn't matching up against him. And finish up that lineup, we have the Minnesota Timberwolves taking on the L.A. Lakers. And I'm gonna this, this is gonna this is one of those games that 
you know that on top of the constants, right? Like Boston and Washington at this point in time, I told you already, they're constant. They're going to constantly be in the playoffs for right now. So they're, they get rewarded for for their consistency by yeah, these Christmas games. Cavs and Golden State Warriors, those are the teams from the finals from last year. So that's how they make it there. The New York Knicks and the Philadelphia 76, they get crowned there because they're two good markets, but also they, they get a chance to they get a chance to highlight young talent. It just happens that it happens to be in, in two of the bigger markets in the in the world or in the country, in the league. Added to that is also Minnesota Timberwolves and the LA Lakers. They are also two teams that are that are being rewarded for highlighting and and high, being rewarded and highlighting their young talent. For also do for some of them doing well like Minnesota and LA Lakers just for being excited and showing some gritting some gritting fighting grind. That is a that is a high that is a young talent highlight game. That that puts those guys on a good stage for the world to see in case nobody has seen them yet. But while we sit here and we've already finished covering all of these major international games and all of the games that went on so far, let's bring it in. Let's bring this back home. Yes, folks, we know what time it is. It is a time where I get to talk Miami Heat. But more also importantly, more importantly, I get to talk New York Knicks. So, we have a Miami Heat lineup. Like, as Miami Heat on um, this past week, I had a trying week, right? Four games, four games this past week, and this is running from the 13th to the 19th. Had four games in that within that time frame, right? Two games at home, two games in a row, split it up, perfect. First game they had was to Portland in Miami, and this game probably had to be the most disappointing game of uh, that they had the whole entire week because a couple of these other games you expected them to win, you expected them to lose. It was kind of predetermined of which ones. Which ones they should have won or lost, and Portland was one of those teams that you probably thought they were teams, games that you probably thought they were going to lose, going to lose. But the thing about this game is that Miami actually had a chance to win this game. Miami blew two 16-point leads, one in the first half, one in the second half. They were up by 16 points twice, and they blew this whole entire game to lose by a total of seven points. So it means that at some point in time, there was at least a 21 point, 23 point turnaround at minimum. For Miami to lose this game, Miami blew the game. Miami could have been sitting above 500 right now. They're kind of teetering. Next up on the 15th, Miami Heat took on the Charlotte Hornets. As the Charlotte Hornets are one of the worst teams in the East right now. Miami, Miami went and went and took business, 104 to 98. 
Next they took on the LA and next they took on the LA Clippers in Miami. As the Miami Heat won at home 90-85. And on the 18th, the Miami Heat went on the road to take on the Atlanta Hawks. 104 to 110. Final score, Miami lose. So Miami did a split there. For that score to be for them to finish off that week two and two. Let this breathe for two seconds. And we're going to come back with who Miami Heat played this week. This week, I'm glad you waited. You guys are so nice. You guys are so patient. <clears throat> this week, the Miami Heat take, well, actually right now, Miami Heat take on the Boston Celtics at home or in Boston. I assume that the Miami Heat are going to lose this game against Boston. Next up, the Miami Heat are going to take on Dallas Cow the Dallas Mavericks at in Miami. Miami Heat have four games this week, as just like they had last week. And one of uh, I must and all of these games, all of these games are at home for Miami. So Miami should come away with a decent amount of victories because there's a lot of games that they don't have to worry about traveling. They don't have to worry about the minutia of going away on the road, and also they don't have to worry about playing. A good team. So the Miami Heat take on the Boston Celtics, and that's why like I said the only game. Sorry, they have three games at home out of the four. It's the only game they have to worry about playing on the road, and it's the only game I actually got to worry about them losing this week. They're gonna play the Dallas Mavericks, who's the worst team in the league. So I expect Miami to beat them in Miami. Then, they, then New Orleans Pelicans are coming into town to take on the Heat on the 23rd, and I expect once again <laughs> the Miami Heat to beat the New Orleans. Pelicans on their home court in Miami. And that's two days before Christmas. Then, of course, as I already just told you about the Christmas games, the Miami Heat is a beautiful thing that we don't have to worry about seeing them in Christmas games anymore. So, they're going to put a day after Christmas and they're going to take on the Orlando Magic. And I expect them to be able to beat the state, the in state rival, Orlando Magic, and come away with a victory there as well. So, here we go, folks. We have Miami Heat finishing this week with a record of 3 and 1. And if they do that, they should find themselves sitting above 500 and in the actual playoff spot as of that week. But now, it's time for us to pump these brakes. It's time for us to talk about these Knicks. So let's 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 take let's let's pump the brake on that one. Because last week, the New York Knicks, they had three games. Two on the road, one at home. And the Knicks are a little bit better. Or kind of the same, a little bit better than Miami Heat, but still kind of the same. Where the New York Knicks right now, one of their teams, they're not a good team, neither are the Miami Heat. Right? Which means that they do one thing right now well at this point in time. They're playing with energy. They're playing with purpose. They're playing with passion. And when they play at home, it looks a lot better than when they play on the road. As New York Knicks are one of the best teams in the league this year on the road, but they're barely sitting at 500. Because they're one of the worst teams this year on the road. But if there's any team that you can definitely expect them and most of the league to be able to beat up on right now is Brooklyn. Except for one team I'm going to say that's not going to be able to beat up on Brooklyn. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. 
So New York Knicks going to Brooklyn, and they beat Brooklyn 111 to 104. And speaking of Brooklyn, you are now looking at the proud owner of four Brooklyn tickets when they come down here to face the Miami Heat on the 29th. Thank you, 790 the ticket. I won a contest. I picked them up today, and I was also able to drop a resume over there. So let's cross our fingers. Everybody pray for me. Let's hopefully that I can get a gig there. Because listen, I'm even willing to work there overnight between 12 and 6. I don't care. I'm willing to work mornings from 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 2 to 8. I don't, 2 to 10. I don't care. You put me in. You put me in the radio station. You put me in the studio. You that's somewhere I want to go. That's somewhere I want to work. That's somewhere I could go and I could enjoy myself and enjoy the rest of my days and enjoy my life. That would be a beautiful day. Just to be able to sit here and find ways to keep talking to you guys every single day. Which would mean that it would be a whole lot more content. And I know you guys are going to make me force me to pull out stuff out of hats that I have in the attic collecting dust. And a couple of cobblers, which I really don't like. Which I'll tell you about that later. I can tell you about it now. It's spider poop! So the New York Knicks went on to take on the Oklahoma City Thunder in New York as this was the return of Melo to the Garden. And the New York Knicks did a beautiful thing. They honored Camilla Anthony and at the same exact time, the New York Knicks crowd cheered him in the beginning like they should and then booed him every single time after that like they should. And in very rightful fashion Oklahoma City did exactly what they have done all year and they and then it's played well for three quarters to just not bring enough it discipline anything in the fourth quarter to close out games but New York Knicks also did what they were supposed to do when I just told you what they do and that is play with enough grit play with enough grind play with enough desire play with enough passion play with enough discipline play with enough energy to be able to win games at home. As they pulled off a victory at home against Camilla Anthony, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook without Christoph Porzingis. 111 to 96. Michael Beasley put up 30 that game. Michael Beasley, the guy that I have a poll running right now, who do you think smokes more weed, Michael Beasley or Kyrie Irving? And Michael Beasley very slightly edged out Kyrie Irving with 55% of the votes. Next on the 18th, we had the New York Knicks taking on the Charlotte Hornets. And the New York Knicks, once again, did exactly what the New York Knicks do. do. No Christoph Porzingis this time. And they went into Charlotte and they laid an egg. They lost 91-109. to And like I said, Charlotte is one of the worst teams in the league. So it's kind of disappointing that they couldn't pull off victory. The same way that the Miami Heat just pulled off a victory over Charlotte on the road. Because like I said, I, I, I consider the Heat and the Knicks to be very, very similar. As you keep seeing, as, as these weeks are, are, are keep passing by intertwined, they're basically playing at least one or two of the same opponents every single week. Or, or, within, or within a week's time frame. New York Knicks took, um, takes on Brooklyn, took on Brooklyn on the 14th. The Miami Heat are going to take on Brooklyn on the 29th. Um, the New York Knicks um, took on Charlotte Hornets on the 18th. The Miami Heat took on the Charlotte Hornets on the 15th. The Miami Heat are taking on Boston tonight. New York Knicks are going to take on Boston tomorrow night as Boston is going to have a back-to-back game. New York Knicks also New York Knicks also have a back-to-back game themselves. They're going to take on Detroit on the 22nd in Detroit. New York Knicks have three games this week. They're all in a row. So I'm expecting New York Knicks to lose all three of these games. One in Boston. One in Detroit. Sorry. My apologies. They don't have three games in a row. They have one game in a row. That's against Detroit. 
My complete apologies. I saw that completely wrong. But they're going to lose to Boston in New York. They'll lose to Detroit in Detroit. And they'll probably lose to Philly in New York. Especially if Joel Embiid is playing and Christoph Porzingis isn't playing. Because that's the Christmas game. And both of them are slated. And, and Christoph Porzingis, as it stands right now, is slated to not play in that game. But that's the NBA for this week. And there's still a lot of shuffling going on. There's still a lot of moves that are, that are talked about being made. Like, there's still Anthony Davis that is being talked about possibly moving to Boston. And if he goes to Boston, what I'm not interested to see is if Boston can pull it off. Is what pieces do they use to pull it off? Because if you're in New Orleans, right, and you're going to be trading away Anthony Davis, I'm assuming that you're kind of you're, you're kind of saying that you're ready to hit the reset button. At least this year. So does that mean that you possibly trade for Gordon Haywood? And let him come and sit there on a bench for a year? While that team sucks, you get a high draft pick, and then him and him and a young player comes back next year, you get rid of Boogie Cousins, you open up some more room, and you, st- and you start this thing fresh? With him as the face of that team? That's interesting. So more than anything, it's not if Boston can pull it off. It's what pieces will they use to pull it off. As very quickly, there are a couple of teams that are still that still have no losses, or still have single-digit losses in the NBA. You have sitting in first the Boston Celtics, though. Sitting in second, you have you have the Cleveland Cavaliers, and in third you have still the Toronto Raptors. Three teams in the East still with single-digit losses, as the West has been reduced down to two, as San Antonio Spurs has now just finally gotten their tenth loss very recently. And those two teams, yes, you can guess, the Golden State Warriors that are still playing without Stephen Curry and the Houston Rockets as they continue their winning streak because apparently everybody's doing it. This has been the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Talent T. Taylor. I appreciate you listening. You know what I'm about to say. You know what I'm going to say. Thank you for listening. Please, stay tuned if you can. But more importantly, stay blessed. And above all, don't Stress. That shit will kill you. This is the Mighty Sports Podcast. Signing off. Thanking you again as we st- as we continue this journey of one hand washing the oven, both washing the face. It is such a such a, a give and take kind of world where we're, where we're trying to bring each other up, you know, bonded hand in hand. Like that's the kind of thing that, that I that I love and, and, and live for. It's, I guess that's our soldier in me. That listen, you're only as strong as your weakest link, but also that stronger link needs to sometimes carry the weight of that weak link until, listen, you have no more to give and you just snap. But this is why you all carry that link and not just one. Good evening, folks. Good night. I'm signing off. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Go to the Brooklyn game! Lay down. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people saw. Thank you not for always being there. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Do one of my music. Sun's out. Where we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. Rough night. Tired, baby. I swear I feel like somebody's in my room. Tired. My tea!